Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. Hi there, you're very welcome along to the GR with me, Darren Sullivan. I'm delighted to be joined by two happy men, Dublin's Barry Cahill and a sun-kissed Finian <laughs> Henley from Galway. How are the boys? Good, all Darren. Good. Yeah, all good. Sure you're happy yourself? Ah, I should look, we're all right. No train issues today, made it up safe and sound. Pretty and good. Kerry won yesterday, plodding along. But uh, look, it's all, it's all about Chino, to be fair. It's all about the dubs, all about Galway. <laughs> but we'll start with you, Finian. Galway, Arma, game of the weekend, had everything. Scores, fighting, rain, sun, everything. <laughs> Penalties. Yeah. Yeah. Game of the season, I'd say, so far. Yeah. One of the best so, games yeah. we've seen in a while. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was, it was unbelievable, really. Um, yeah. No, it was, it had everything. And, and not often we get to say it had everything. And I know we'll get into the penalties and all that sort mm. of stuff, but it, it had everything. Sending offs, it had, uh, you know, borderline, the row obviously was in it, you know, which we, we, we'll get into as well. But, uh, some of the scores, like free from Reen O'Neill, was just unbelievable. Yeah. Like, you know, it was. I think it was further out than Dean Rocks again. It would have been, yeah, yeah. Um, but 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 look, it it had everything. It was a classic. It's when two teams of a similar standard get together, they can they can serve that up. And there's so there was so much at stake for both teams to get to the semi final because you know both teams don't get to semi finals that often. Yeah. So the carrot was huge. And look. You know, we nearly threw it away in the end, but I think we were the better team for for large parts of the game, and, and, yeah. and we deserved it. Yeah, Barry, it definitely lived up to the billing, but it was cagey enough start. There was a bit of uh, yeah, feeling each other out. I think in the lead up to the game last uh, during the week, I think everyone felt that it was very much a fifty fifty game, mm. um, two well matched teams and, and two sets of very good forwards. But yeah, it was a little bit slow in the first half um, to get things going. But um, you know, Galway. Got back into it just before half time, um, but overall I agree with Finian. I think they were the better team. Obviously, they threw away that six seven point lead as he, as he moved into injury time. And I know <laughs> Shane Walsh and uh, the goalkeeper. I think if uh, Gleeson, if if Galway hadn't got over the line yesterday, it would have been a very long six seven months for the rest of the year yeah. ahead of next year. But um, for their sake, they obviously came good in the penalty shootout. Yeah, and Galway put the pressure on. I suppose when the when the red card came, um, McCabe. Big hit. Mm. Was it a red card for you? I think it was, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think 100% it was a hit. Or it was a red card. Um, it was just a little bit dangerous, a little bit high, and I don't think uh, anyone can argue otherwise. Um, and I just think going for those big hits at senior inter-county level nowadays just isn't worth it, you know, trying to, to nail a guy like that shoulder to shoulder because if you're any way off, and you only have to be one or two percent off, either too early or too late, um, catching them high like that. Uh, I think it was a, a deserved red card, and I think uh, David Goldrick got that one hundred percent right. It's fine margins though yeah. as well. Like, mm. like Dahi Burke has been all over the internet because he was on the positive side. He met, I, I forget who it was, but obviously he was going around, you know, online all week about you know how great it was and fi- you know it was very, as Barry says, very close, you know, to being 
a hero of a shot or to getting a red card and absolutely damaging someone. So, look, McCabe was, was late. You know, Tierney was, was all over the action yesterday. He was brilliant. Mm, yeah. Um, and then, you know, from getting sparked out, <laughs> coming off blood all mm. over the face to, to tipping the winner in, which was great. So, look, it was, it was a red card when you look at it, you know, particularly... In, in, in slow motion it's easy for us to watch it but uh, but there's they're fine margins but as we said the game had everything you know yeah I just think I, I always think if you're going in with that kind of aggression if you're any bit off you're, you're going to be in trouble whether it's half a second or whatever like but yeah I don't think there's any need for it really any, anymore because even if if Tierney let's say sidestepped him like you're completely out of yeah. the game then you know so I think you're just better off going in certainly to get a bit of contact but you know, having your body position in, in a better, you're set in a better way to get a contact tackle on or something like that and, and there's no need to go in for the big hits anymore. Yeah, and Finian, going into extra time, eight minutes of extra time, I remember turning to one of the lads behind me saying, geez, if our mag get a score here, it'd be interesting how Galway cope because obviously the Mayo game, they dominate for 68 minutes, nearly let it slip. The Common game, they had it won after 60 minutes, nearly let it slip and then the two goals, Nugent and Turbot, and then Reno needs monster point. Like from a Galway man, there you must have been just—I don't know where you were hiding, but it must have been awful. Like <laughs> the blood pressure was through the roof. It's not, it's not sun kissed at all. It's 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 red faces. Yeah, it was just it was um, it, it was it was unbelievable. Really, it was kind of you know because you know you were texting people as 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 moving into injury time. You know, looking forward, like talking about the semi final. I know you shouldn't count your chickens, mm. but like. The Armagh supporters were leaving the stadium, you know, and I think for anyone in the stadium, it was look, this is see out, you know, the inevitable here that Galway will tuck in. They'll have three or four bodies in front of the goalie at all times, and and, and it's just not give a goal, you know. I, I thought at one stage that Gleeson maybe, you know, obviously experience is one thing, maybe should have tapped one over his own mm. bar, you know, taking the own point mm. and 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 then reset with a kick out, but you know, that's easy be wise after the event. But it was just madness, like long high balls into the square. And there were times where there were three Armagh people in the square, players in the square and only two Galway. So they were really just just, just going for it with the long ball. And Reno Leal's catch was was, was yeah. unbelievable at that time and the composure to put it across. Even though Gleeson got it, it was just, yeah, like like Porrick will obviously be worried in that regard. We had Monaghan situation last year to put us down to Division 2 as well. Mm. Same thing. Uh, Mayo, you know, a shot away in a game we were we were in control of as well. So it's something that happens. I noticed we didn't make any subs until the 70th minute yesterday either, um, which maybe think you know you, you'd think that are we fully trusting of the bench? Yeah. You know, you know, Derry might be a bit stronger in that department. So that's something they'll have to look at. You know, making sure that we we're, we're comfortable bringing guys on because we're going to need to we're going to need that in the semi final. It was funny though, like like Armagh didn't do anything special. It was just route run. Mm. You know, that you'd yeah. see in an under fourteen game or in a club game, sort of desperation stuff, and they just went direct. Um, and it caused chaos basically mm. it was chaos for about six or seven minutes. Yeah. Um, the, the way the game transpired like that, but yeah, absolutely. Um. Galway should have seen it out better and, and certainly the goalkeeper in terms of trying to fist it and stuff like that I mean like Stephen Cluxon for a number of years he was brilliant at just getting that 30 mm. yard fist you know getting the ball away from the danger zone it's something that they really have to work on starting from tonight basically to try and get read, ready for the semi-final but um, Rian O'Neill's was that, the free was absolutely top class I mean it was the last kick of the game um, everything on the line and it went about 15 yards, 20 yards over the bar, you know, there was, it didn't just scrape over the crossbar. It was a serious kick under a lot of pressure. Um, and like, maybe if there was another minute or two there, Armagh could have actually snuck the win because obviously they did have that momentum, yeah. you know, and, and Galway had mentally tuned out for the, those last six or seven minutes. So, um, yeah, I suppose the, the row obviously developed and then Galway were able to regroup and, and I think, that, you know, they looked a better team in, in extra time as well. Mm. Yeah, and Finian. Barry mentioned it there, the chaos and the panic just looked like, every time the ball went in, it looked like panic. But Shane Walsh got the ball and you're thinking, this is the man you want on the ball. He's yeah. so cool, he's so calm and he had the man one-on-one. -on -one. And it's like, Shane, is he 28 now? He's 28 or 29. Yeah, yeah. he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. experienced yeah. now and he's going from outside the boot across the field. Like, I was a neutral watching and I was like, what's he doing? Like, he has all the pace and he had legs still to go. Yeah. And I was there, draw the free, slow it down. Like, 
he it was a bit of a Hollywood pass. Yeah, yeah. It was just, yeah, yeah. It was, I think it's unlike him, you know, because he is a very composed footballer. But like, you wouldn't see Kieran Uncle Kenny or maybe Sean O'Shea yeah. do something like that, yeah. you know. Yeah. They'd obviously, in terms but of game management, he needs to make that decision making yeah. better if he is going to be at the next we, level. We need a Conroy on the ball at that mm. stage because he, you know, Conroy's you know very experienced and he's very cute at drawing the foul yeah. or whatever it is. But he did. Shane had one. Was it a sideline as well that just scraped past? I think it was Reno O'Neill. Mm. Uh, it was a cross field as well, outside of the right. And I, I think the commentator was, look, you know, what a pass by Shane was. Yeah. But it was inches past the man. So he had, he had tried it before. Um, but to try it with the left at that stage, uh, like it, it's... Uh, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was it was dodgy territory like, you Shane know? didn't have a brilliant game yeah. yesterday you know mm-hmm. and, and you know if you've been watching him probably back to 2014 like he's an outstanding footballer and potential to be one of the best in, in the country but you know doing it in the National League doing it in the Connacht Championship is one thing at the business end of the All-Ireland Series and obviously he hasn't had too many chances to uh, demonstrate his, his skill set uh, at that latter stage but he did yesterday and he didn't quite deliver. He'll be doubly determined, I'd say, to, to put things right for the semi-final because mm-hmm. he is an absolutely outstanding footballer and he's a key to, to Galway's success. Oh, 100%. And like, it, it is a moment where you have to learn from and I'm sure the next time he gets the ball in that position, it will be a case of use his strongest yeah. attribute, which is his speed and his strength. Take the ball, slow the game down. Mm. People are all pulling drag at you at that time of the, yeah. of the game when you're free. And I know we talked about Rean O'Neill's... Um, free there to equalise and but even watching him throughout the game similar to Shane Walsh has all the talent he has the look of a superstar to be fair mm. to him and he has that spikiness about him that he could flake you as quick as lightning <laughs> as well yeah. but I was watching him a good bit yesterday even the way he carries himself he has everything now a bit of the Wayne Rooney probably does a bit of pulling pulling back at times but he has this raw aggression around the place I just yeah. think for the next couple of years if he can channel it right he'll go to the top of the game because jeez he has it all yeah he, he kicked a point in the first half he had no right to win the ball he'd be he'd, he'd got out in front it was I think Kieran Malloy was in front of him as well he'd beat two men and just whipped it over the bar with his right foot so he's he, you know he's aggressive he, he he doesn't let anything get in his way but you know if he can if he can if he as you say if he can keep you know harbor everything that he has that he showed yesterday like that catch I just thought you know, at that point in the game, Sean Kelly was well positioned. It was just, you know, it was like the, an Aussie rules. It was, was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the balls were just flooding in, and mm. they wanted him kicking the ball in, and they wanted him inside <laughs> yeah. as well. You know, so Gary Owen, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So they need, you know, look, find a bit of balance. Mm. You know, Stephen Campbell was doing his best, but he was working. You know, I'm sure he his legs are tired today. He was working back, and he was carrying the ball from very, very deep where they probably needed him mm. more forward and rein inside. You know what I mean? At at times and. Obviously, at the end of a match when you're losing, you're just lobbing the ball in. You know, I was expecting to see Niall going in around the box at one stage. It was just, you know, route yeah. one. And like that, but like we, we mentioned, it was chaos and it was panic. And then obviously, look, game over. Ball wasn't burst. Nearly did burst on the way into the, into the tunnel. I don't know what you call it, a melee, a tussle. Fracket. Fracket. You know, there's so many words for that. I don't know where yeah. to start with it. But I suppose we start with the red cards. Nugent and Kelly didn't make any sense to me. I couldn't see yeah. how you pick out the two boys. Um, they looked as confused as anyone. Yeah. Um, like there was obviously so many players involved, not just uh, personnel in the starting team, but obviously mm. subs and also guys that weren't even in in the 26. But yeah, to single out those two guys was a little bit strange. It nearly felt like the, an arrangement was done between the, the referees and the managers and the two teams to you know, for both teams to lose their captains because when you look back on the footage, those two guys in particular didn't do a huge amount mm-hmm. and I'd like to think that Sean Kelly would, would be able to appeal that because, you know, he if anything, he was trying to break up fights mm-hmm. and, and uh, um, he doesn't des- he didn't deserve to miss out on extra time mm-hmm. and he certainly doesn't deserve to uh, to miss out on an Ireland semi-final in my view. But, you know, it was a dangerous situation. I mean, I, I think it's been spoken about yesterday and, and today that, you know, you have four dressing rooms in Crow Park, two on the Cusack side, two on the Hogan side. It makes complete sense that the teams who are competing against each other should be on opposite sides. 
that's one way of completely avoiding this from happening again. Um, but it needs to be to be stamped out. And, and obviously, there was a couple of players there involved, seen from the Armagh side outside of their twenty-six panel, which they've absolutely no business uh, being there. You I mentioned mean, that. Like, why were they even there? Like, yeah, like during my time at Dublin, we would have had a panel of 35, 40 players training every night. But obviously, you only have twenty-six on the match day, and it'd be twenty-six. 26 that would travel to the game you know tag out the guys who the extended panel members might meet up with us after the match mm. and stuff like that but we wouldn't have them around the setup on the actual day itself but a couple of those guys they obviously ran about 100 yards you know from where they were sitting in the Hogan stand to get over to the dugout and the Cusick and get involved I couldn't involved. understand where they were going yeah like why yeah. like genuinely I was there watching I said who like because the whole point of the reduced squad the subs being off the pitch and into yeah. the stand now the less numbers on the pitch is probably for these reasons that yeah. when things get heated, it's less people involved. Mm. But I couldn't understand. When I could see them coming over, I couldn't understand. I said, where are they going? Like, you mm. don't want these guys in, like, no. no disrespect. You don't want them in the dressing room because they're no good to you at yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they're yeah. a bit of a distraction, if anything, yeah. you know. But, but the eye gouging institute was absolutely disgraceful. And, like, it was on Damon Comer, who's one of Galway's key players, if Comer had reacted with some sort of a punch or something mm. like that that a referee or a linesman saw, Comer would have been getting a red card and gone for the extra time mm. and probably would have cost him the match. Whereas the guy who did it had wasn't talked out and there would have been no direct penalty for him yeah. on the particular day. You know, and that would have been you know a catastrophe in my view. So the GA really need to pin pin these guys down. Be a good down. tactic, Tim Finian. <laughs> Bringing the additional panel there to start the fight. Well, yeah, with the look, opposition best player. Yeah, yeah. look, who, who who knows? But it's you know Barry's right. It's it's if a supporter came on the pitch because that guy yeah. was a glorified supporter. Yeah. Yeah. you know That's because like who's to say he's going to be in the panel for the next hour match? He may mm. you know go in an A versus B and be thrown off. He's the same as us mm. going to the match and coming on. You know, poor old Mayo Mick got an awful yeah. doing for <laughs> causing uh, down in down in Tralee that day or down oh, in Limerick, Limerick that yeah. day. You know what I mean? But look, he was a supporter, and he had no right to come on to the pitch. No, yeah. no uh-huh. right whatsoever to mm. be on the pitch. Um, obviously, eye gouging is you know shouldn't be like that's absolutely scandalous. Like, do you know what I, I mean? I actually and, and, and there's two sides to every story. I'm not going to sit here and say you know there wasn't a bit of edge and a bit of whatever, but that goes on. Look, it was a it it's was, it's happening too often that gouging. And like yeah. in watching the footage, there's aggression in his face. Like mm. there's genuine aggression. Mm. He, it's not a one that he's, oh, I didn't know what I was grabbing. He can see what he's doing. I'll be honest, I next season, if he's on the arm, I'd be not suspended. Oh, gone. Mm. Punishment. You, well, you, you know, he, he needs a severe suspension in terms of not just time. You know, you can't just say he gets a six month ban because what does that mean? Absolutely yeah. nothing, you know, because um, there needs to be a severe penalty there. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's been well documented this year. There's been a few different rows that have looked really bad, but a lot of players have got off, you know, by appealing things. And, you know, the GA definitely need to tidy up on that front to make sure yeah, that any yeah. penalty that's, stick. That's the argument going around. Oh, leave the disciplinary committee do their thing now, not trialed by the media. And this isn't trialed by the media, mm. but we've all seen the disciplinary setup is a bit of a turkey shoot. <laughs> but there's too know? many loops, yeah. loopholes in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, look yeah. at the hurling, like the three players, the two clear yeah. lads and the, Gal- and, and the Galway lad got off because of, of, of a technical, it was on Zoom yeah. or something like, come uh, on. Do you know? So, so look, they'll figure it out and there's someone legal that can, can figure it out. So it needs to be overall, not just from yesterday, mm. but but a lot of it as well, you know, it didn't look great, but a lot of it was just handbags. And yeah. pure, Most of it was I'm, handbags. You know, I'm bigger than you and yeah. this sort of yeah. stuff. And you see that match. Wrestling and, and stuff, yeah. It's, 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 it's pure it's, nonsense. Like, to be you know? honest, I wouldn't mind if there was no suspensions. Bar the buckle who did the eye gouging mm. and throw the buck at him. Genuinely. Yeah. Like people be on about personal stuff. Leave that out. I don't care about that stuff. Like, I don't want to see him in an Armagh jersey. No time yeah. soon. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, well, there's there's two things with him. One, he shouldn't have been there. And yeah. two, the actual offence that he did. You know, we're, we're so severe. Yeah. 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 So, Eric, look, this will go on for weeks anyway. Do you well, know, yeah, you imagine it'll drag on. You wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't think I just hope, like yet. that, like I hope Kelly isn't suspended now for the semi-final. Look, obviously, we'd all have to watch the footage again and see what the story is. But as far as I could see, he wasn't doing much. And same with Nugent. No, no. If I, look, Sean, Sean Kelly's not that type. Of, he's not that type of guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not a, he's very, very quiet, unassuming character. Uh, and you could see after he was really animated about mm. it. Um, like there's worse lads for you know a bit of yeah. br- bravado yeah. in, in that Galway panel, and it's it's certainly not him. You know, so and 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 the Nugent guy who I don't know, but I'm sure. You know, it, I've it, never it seen just him sucking too no, much. To be it, fair, it just didn't look it. It just looked like there was too many people from outside, 
you know, like there was a was it Aidan O'Shea that was was on the ground in the Mayo match, and the and the linesman just stood there looking, which was yeah. fine because it was just two boys going at it. Yeah, I know they have it in ice hockey or whatever it is, but like it's when all this furore, there was physios, there was. There was strength and conditioning stats coaches, man, stats <laughs> men in trying to pull up. Or Joyce and Kieran Donny were yeah. trying to pull lads off, you know. Yeah. So everyone was trying to fix it, mm. but there was just a couple of lads who there just too couldn't many. get over it. You know, yeah. there was just too many, and like most, like look, we'd be all day talking about most lads that were in it shouldn't have been in it. Yeah. They shouldn't have been anywhere near it. So, yeah. and just one other thing as well, McCabe obviously got the red card. I think it's ridiculous that teams can go back to f- the full fifteen when you move into extra time. Mm. You know, I think yeah. that needs to be changed. If yeah. you get a red card in the actual game. That penalty should stick. Yeah, this whole thing. It's a new game. game. It's a new game. Like that is just complete rubbish. <laughs> Again, you don't see that in other sports. You know. No, no, it's a good point. And I suppose back to the action because we had extra time as well mm. after that. Um, I want to give a mention to McDade. Like, uh, I just thought the goal was amazing. Mm. The speed of getting the ball from hand to foot and the control finish at a time when Galway needed someone to stand up. He w- he was outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Mannion did really, really well. Mm. You know, he. he at that point in the game, he could have. He's a young guy. He's only in from Mount Bell. He wouldn't be the first name off your list in, in Galway on a on a twenty six to come on. But he's you know Porrick obviously he's got time for him. But he could have slotted that over the bar mm. and said right you know we go to one down or or go to level. But to to have that vision to you know for for a young guy who's coming on in one of his first games for Galway to say right let's go for the juggler here instead of uh, just you know tipping mm. it over the bar. And obviously Killian was, you know, he's a he's a Rolls Royce. He's fit. He's so fit. He was up and down. His scoring has been brilliant this year. Um, <coughs> midfield obviously suits him um, because he gets a bit more freedom in the park. But uh, no, look, a, a phenomenal footballer. And he, he timed the run lovely, didn't he? You Beautiful. know, and and you said about freedom. Like some guys just prefer to be midfield because yeah. midfielders don't generally mark yeah. each other that tightly. You said they, they, have, a hand, them. they have a handy role. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, yeah. well, like you know, they sort of give each other a bit of leeway, don't they? Yeah. You know, there's no and, tight yeah. mark, and you can. Yeah. Kind uh, but the one thing I always notice with midfield, you're you're watching the game, mm. you're watching everything open up in front of you. You can pick yeah. your moments, mm. and you're reading you have the, the game. Yeah, stuff to you have the intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing now for the two boys midfield, they're both getting earmarked for all stars. <laughs> Once yeah. they don't get obsessed with being better than the other fella, because yeah, 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 every yeah. second person you'd say they'd be like, "Oh, Conroy, definitely all star." Then we make definitely. So, and they're, they're both contributing to yeah. the scorelines yeah. as well, aren't they? Which is yeah. a bit unusual. Usually yeah, nowadays you have one fellow who's designated as defensive midfielder, yeah. the other guy's the more attacking one. But the know. restarts now mm. as well, we'll say the kickouts, they're not all, you know, the kickouts are all like you don't need to be six foot seven, six no. foot six to no, be out no. there because the kickouts are all short or mm, whatever yeah. it is. So you can, you, like, no offense, Darren, but you could play midfield now. Like, <laughs> you know, like 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 get up and down the so pitch. You don't have you know. to be six foot seven. You be five foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> but like you get up and down the pitch. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's that yeah. type of player. The goalkeeper should be able to find you with a nice sort of trajectory of of a delivery. Yeah. Like so that. they're glorified like yeah. running half backs now, yeah. really that are playing midfield. That's what Killian mm-hmm. McDade is. You know, like obviously Paul then can play on the other end, just around the edge of that defensive shield, and he can pop scores where we're going to need them the next day because there's mm. going to be bodies everywhere. So we're going to need to be shooting, you know, like like um, Jeremy Connolly and Paul Flynn did back in from 14 distance, yeah. from distance. Like if we need McDade to... McDade hit a brilliant point from distance uh, and was, to Hill 16 Yeah, as well, on the right like, side. On the right-hand side at the end to bring it to, to penalties. Yeah. yeah. Was ridiculous confidence score, is yeah. His confidence is high. Yeah. And, and a bit of bravery one. in taking that shot on yeah. as well because it was such Conroy a got one time. from a similar area as yeah. well with a player on his boot. Yeah. And I was... More or less directly behind it. I just, yeah, oh, Connor wasn't having a great game, no. and no. I'd say about seven or eight minutes to go in normal time, he won, he won a turnover, won a free, yeah. then he he scored a point, and then he won a free to, mm. in in extra time he as well. Came so good. He came good when mm. they needed when him. They when Shane him, yeah. was kind of gone mm. off, and mm. and obviously Damien was in the wars. I you know he was there, like which is kind of testament to him as well. He pulled us over the line. Robert Trinity was. Top class again was, yesterday, yeah, four yeah. from play, mm. and everything he touched, he just you know he did the right thing. He's a classy you know? footballer, like yeah. intelligence there as well. Like he's not doing anything silly. It seems yeah. it looks easy. To be yeah. fair, it's yeah. obviously not. Yeah, but like just the right decisions and like classy footballer. Yeah, and scoring like you need a forward. Like he's he's four. F- He's got five, one yeah. five. Like he's he's takes really the pressure off the other two. Huge, you know, home, huge, uh, Comer yeah. and yeah. Uh, Shane Welsh. And then I suppose another final whistle. <laughs> We're looking at penalties, and I, I tweeted, I don't like penalties, and, and I said it in here, and you nearly, you nearly hit me, the two of you. Um, I'm, no, not, I, I'm not gone on penalties. I, I'm not a fan of penalties, but I absolutely agree that the game should be finished on the day. Um, just been involved in a lot of drawn games before, and obviously 
just yeah. the whole calendar fixture congestion and stuff like that I think when it finishes a draw there's just a big anticlimax there mm. and again you look at other sports the game is finished on that particular day I heard last night this on the game they were all saying you know it should be on next weekend full yeah, house in Crow Park first of all it wouldn't be a full house in yeah. Crow Park Secondly, Coke Park is booked up next weekend. There's two All-Ireland Hurling semi-finals Saturday and Sunday. Um, but I think, you know, it should be finished on the day. And let's say if they did have a replay next weekend and that game finished a draw, is it going to go to the following weekend, which would yeah. impact the semi-final? Mm-hmm. So I think that just sort of definition around it's going to be one on the day creates a lot more excitement amongst the, the players and the management yeah. and stuff like that well, I, and I, the supporters. I, I yeah, thought I the Sunday game was a bit, you know, they're on about, I think Sean Kevin was saying, oh, it's a disgrace, I'm harrowed. And I said, we all knew it was going to be finished in the day. I don't like penalties personally, but we knew it was going to be finished in the day. Yeah. Like you said, you can't keep replaying, changing the calendar. Right, they might have to tweak it, but this all, it was a disgrace that they're out. Well, it's not really. Look, they went hammering tongues yeah. at it. It came down mm. to this. <clears throat> like, I don't like penalties. There has to, I, maybe there's some other route, but we all knew it was going to happen. Mm. We knew it was going to finish on the day. We know the, the layout of the system or the season. Yeah. Mm. So I wouldn't be going as far as it, it's a disgrace yeah. that they're out. The Galway were brilliant at the penalties, weren't they? Yeah, there they were. were four yeah. top yeah, class yeah, players. Yeah. Yeah. Top and I'd heard recently that they played, I think, Clare in a challenge match and had a couple of points during those mm. challenge match. They actually broke up and did the whole penalty uh, shootout routine where players were walking up from the halfway line to take their penalties and stuff like that. So that seems to be a level that maybe other counties would go to. Would you do it? Would you take it? Hand up? Ah, yeah, would you? Oh, know, yeah. Oh, you're skills you're great, brave boys now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no bothers. <laughs> like, I'd, like, I'd say I would. I'm crap at penalties. Like, just, I, got, I scored one in Crow Park, but it was a, kicked it from my left foot off my right foot. <laughs> Worst penalty ever. Like, well, it could be 45s. Like, I know people 45s are saying out your skills hands, of the I game. It, it'd be something like well, that. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that, that could be a thing. senior skills challenge, lads. Yeah, look, <laughs> you know... There's, there's 20 but other like, bodies I, I don't agree with penalty shooters because no one as a player you yeah, never well Stephen Campbell there like he, I think he played a lot of soccer so mm. do you just kind of ask around who's played soccer yeah well I think it's a conversation that should be taking place mm. in the early round of the championship see like to even with the do you know you were there with the club or the county whatever before and after and you'd be messing taking penalties and you'd couple of my club mates mm. were like going, next penalty, I'm definitely taking I'd be mm. pinging them in there in, in training. And then the match, <laughs> yeah. be, you win a penalty and you're looking around see, and he has to tie his lace and all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> yeah. do you want, I know my, I'm a lace. And, yeah. but, um, it's a cruel way to finish. Yeah, yeah look, it's know, a cruel way to finish. Yeah. I, it, I don't know, is there another option? I think 45. 45 would be harder. I'd rather take a penalty than a, f- oh, out of your hands maybe. Yeah, yeah. out of your hands because it's a Gaelic football skill yeah. you know, as opposed yeah. to soccer. Yeah. Uh, a penalty is being associated with like, soccer and in Hurland they don't do we penalties, could, they do We 65s. could do the GA skills hours challenge but we'd be there for another couple of days. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the lads not togged to be coming yeah. in and take a penalty oh, before yeah. me anyhow, that's for sure. You'd run out of people. Yeah, But it's, 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 it's look, it's, it's there. Everyone knew. No one complained yeah. about it. You know what I mean? No, like, look, it is there. It's, I, it's unfair. I don't want to hear this crack about like yesterday. I don't think no one in Armagh could be saying it's unfair yesterday. Sure, Armagh voted to keep the Ulster Championship and the Provincial Championships. Mm. That's unfair. Like yeah. penalties were there from the 1st yeah. of January. Everyone knew they were happening. So I agree with Barry. Finish it on the day because replays are, are they're anti-climax. Yeah. They're yeah. not good. Um, and, and then we, you know, the last two weeks we were talking about the cost of going to Dublin and all this stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And now they want to go back again. We don't know where, where we don't know what I know. we want. You and know? And if there's a draw and a replay, people will be saying the GA wants yeah. it for more 600 money. Euros for yeah. that, you know? 600 so quid for a, a no, hotel. There's like a no win like situation yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. finish it on the day. The, oh, yeah. like, the, like that game will not be forgotten. Um, you know, and if you had a replay and you had something else, you might take the sting out of Diluted. it. It was just unbelievable, unbelievable match. It was great from a Galway person's point of view that we were on the winning side and, and we played well and we won a tight game which we don't do in Crow Park so um, no it, it, it was a phenomenal game yeah no it was a great game and it, look it was a great finish it had like we talked about it had everything to the game and the only unfortunate thing was as a football fan or a Kerry fan after we had to watch Kerry and Mayo mm. and it was just boring enough to be fair it was just plodding along it was along. a bit of a recipe for disaster yeah. though, because you know yourself playing in a big game everything's teed up for a four o'clock throw in mm. 
you know, your your meal, your, you know, your warm up, getting to the physio, whatever it might be on that day. So having those two delays, one was the extra time delay and then the two of the penalties, it just seemed very flat. Mm. And then you throw in, you know, when it's raining in Croke Park, it tends to be a bit of a, a poor spectacle as well. But yeah, it didn't really catch catch fire at all. You know, it took a long time for it to, to sort of energise. And so it was a lot of the Armagh crowd left Croke Park as well. So the mm. stadium wasn't mm. nearly as full. So... Um, yeah, not that it's going to bother Kerry, but um, it wasn't a game that you'll be remembering too fondly. Is that a thing though, Darren? For, for in Kerry, after Kerry winning Munster Championship, they seem to be stale in quarterfinals. Is that because of the championship they come from, and 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 obviously four week delays? They've yeah. they always have a big break, and obviously there's ABs well, and stuff. I would have always said like Kerry can always get caught in the quarterfinal. I've always mm-hmm. felt that. Whereas Dublin the last 10 or so years have had the same problem, but I would never... Managed it well. I'd mm, never yeah. doubt that they get caught, you know, kind mm. of way. Um, I don't know, but like we're on about condensed season. Kerry's season hasn't been condensed at all. No. They've hardly kicked perhaps. the ball. Like, yeah, yeah. like they played a league final, which was a dead duck. And then they played two rounds of Munster that were strolls. Yeah. And yesterday they looked rusty. Um, there was obviously a few rumours going around before the game about Clifford being injured. I heard it before the game that he was struggling. I heard two nights ago that this injury he supposedly had was worse and I hadn't heard any rumours so I was like, oh, geez, what actually is it? And then I heard leading up to the game that he was supposedly out so of course I tweeted it. <laughs> I think I tweeted, rumour has it Clifford is out and I got it, um, rumour has it you're full of shit. <laughs> Some fella tweeted me back but he didn't look right. He didn't mm. look right playing and he took a knock early on but like, he produced his moments of magic but Jack Barry I think got injured probably the night the last training session and so did Adrian Spillane and they were two lads who I think will be big misses for Kerry if they're not back yeah. for the semi-final mm-hmm. having said that take Tom Sullivan out the best player on the pitch was David Morn yeah do you know Jeez, it was great for David Morton's perspective heading into the yeah. Dublin match that he was able to get a start and actually to give that performance in yeah. Crow Park because it's all and well good giving a guy a start in Crow Park in a knockout game that hasn't played in much football you think you might get 40 minutes out of him, mm. but Kerry got a huge amount out of him. I'm sure he'll be very tired and sore today and tomorrow, yeah. but he'll be that up, he'll will get over him, that. He'll get over that. That'll bring him on so much, and absolutely, Kerry will need him flying for, for the Dublin game in two weeks' time. So, that was definitely a real bonus for Kerry yesterday. Oh, yeah, like they got 70 minutes out of him. I think he kicked two points. Yeah. And when Kerry were doing the short kick out, especially in the second half, and getting themselves into trouble, I always found that he was the only fella looking for the ball. Mm. Do you know, so if I was stuck with the ball, he was the one that was making himself yeah, available yeah. all yeah. the time. And like that was invaluable to carry at the time because I was looking around, there was no one else looking for it. Whereas he was the one kind of doing it. And Paul Gain, I thought, was excellent yesterday. Yeah. And they were the two old dogs in the Kerry team. Mm. And like there was decent performances all over. Obviously, Tom Sullivan was outstanding. Um, but they were the two boys who stood up consistently throughout the mm. game. Paul Gain kicked some great scores. But even just winning ball, yeah. running hard for ball, thought he was excellent. Yeah, Paul Ganey must love playing with David Moran because he knows it's coming in. Do you know what I mean? Or he knows it's going to be moved a bit yeah. quicker. Jack Barry is more of a runner, mm. more of a workhorse, do you know, that kind of way. So, like, I'd say the inside forwards, they love playing with David Moran, particularly mm. in Cole Park because his range of passing is so good outside of the boot, you know, in, inside of the boot or whatever it is. So it's it's going through the line. So they can start making their moves early. So it look, they look a bit more fluid, fluid inside once once he's on the pitch. So be an interesting one for the Dublin game. What how they go? You know they want mm. David Morn definitely. I think should be playing, giving them that range of of passing or whatever it is. You know because Dublin will have bodies back, and maybe if you have runners, it mightn't suit as much as much as uh, moving the ball quicker. Yeah, well, let's think with David as well. No, he has that experience, and I think he's probably learnt over the last year or two that he can just sit back. He doesn't have to be up yeah. and down. He can sit back, dictate the pace of the game. But I suppose going back to the actual Kerry or Kerry Mayo game, Mayo started okay, and Aidan O'Shea kicked a great score the outside the boot, and I turned to Andy Moore and I was there going, "Why doesn't he do this more often?" Like he has mm-hmm. it in the locker, and it was the first time I've seen him actually take that shot on in a long time. It was a great score, uh, and they started okay. Um, they did, yeah. I mean, look, they oh, Mullen was doing well, and Clifford, yeah. who was obviously injured, but yeah, they looked like the better team. I mean, I always got a sense of, of inevitability about the game myself. Yeah. I felt that Kerry would push on at some stage once they got that sort of rustiness out of their system, but 
I mean, from from Mayo's perspective, this whole thing about their forwards. I mean, it, we've been talking about it for for a good few years at this stage. Now, granted, they're missing Tommy Conroy and Ryan O'Donoghue, and I just felt that once Ryan O'Donoghue wasn't going to be playing, that their chances of actually getting the win yesterday was was uh, vastly reduced. Mm. Um, they need that firepower up there because you just can't rely on the running game from the half-backs for an entire match when you get to the business end of the season. You know, you need to be able to mix it up by going direct and letting good ball into their forwards. And their forwards just aren't up to the standards, unfortunately. There's a couple of young guys there. Maybe in two or three years' time they'll come good, but they're just not at the level to win all Look, they had a lot of wide yesterday. I think there was nine in the second half. And um, but we always say it, the forwards aren't good enough. Paddy Durkin definitely had three or four wides yesterday. Mm. And mm. well, there was someone to the goalkeeper's hands as well. Yeah, which is and I'm there going like, it tends to be oh, mayor percentage was forty percent, whatever it was. But a lot of that percentage is the backs mm. coming up the field and shooting from forty yards. Mm. And these are great players, great defenders. But I'm there. If I'm a wing forward, corner forward, and I've had three or four wides, mm. I'm getting whipped off. Mm. And we talked about it there with the Galway lads with midfield. You're actually facing the play. You can actually pick your moments. You shouldn't be kicking yeah. three and four shots. What you you shouldn't be having four and five shots a game. No, if you're not going to be getting three or four of them off. Do you know? And I always feel for some of the Mayo forwards. And they're going. By the time they actually get the ball, whether they're good enough or not. Yeah. Give them a chance. Yeah. There's six. Mm. Let's say there's six Mayo forwards in the forty-five. That means there's six carry backs. Probably a couple of midfielders. A few of the Mayo. Wing, wing backs are up there as well and carry forwards you could have 20 players inside the 45 so if I'm a Mayo forward I'm getting it with my back to goal I have to beat my man you're only throwing a leg at it yeah, if yeah, you're getting yeah, that yeah. shot off at all whereas like we're, we're saying it for that running game doesn't work against the better teams you're yeah. like a wing back who's kicking three points in the Connacht Championship and maybe he's more likely to concede three mm. points against a carrier Dublin than he is to score it yeah and I always feel like the, Aaron was it the Mayo forwards aren't good enough. But if you name them out, Kilner O'Connor, Dearman O'Connor, Ryan O'Donoghue, Conroy next year, that's four. Four very good forwards. Mm-hmm. Maybe Troy and Shea top of the square as a And you don't need six going forwards No, you don't. Yeah, and I'm yeah. there going, kick it into them. Yeah. See what they can do. And that's that's my argument all the time. And yeah. That's why I'm so frustrated this year at Mayo. Now I'm delighted I got beat the weekend, yeah. obviously. But like it's coming down to ah look they had nine no some of the forwards obviously did get them wide and they're going kick it into them give them a chance yeah, and yeah. this style of play was never going to work you even see the way Kerry set up talk Tyke Morley was good yesterday in terms of just controlling or he didn't stop talking yeah. organising the boys around him and he cut off a pile of ball if Tom Sullivan went up, up the field he just dropped back mm. and like Mayo style made it easy for Kerry like 13 points like Kerry were poor yesterday yeah. mm. They scored 118, playing poorly, with a 50% fit David Clifford up there. Shawnee was in and out of the game. Yeah. Like you could probably name three or four Kerry players, Paul Ganey, David Moore, and Tom Sullivan, Tyke Morley, who were, mm. do you know, that Mayo team was, yeah. like you said, yeah. there was an, a level of inevitability about it. And it was just disappointing. Like, we talk about the injuries and whatever, but I was watching backs running up the field, getting to a point. Kerry had just sat back. Yeah. Held their position, and then Mayo were shooting under pressure. Some of them, no, some of the sc- shots were dropping short and they were bad. But it was just frustrating to watch. You could see it. It was you could see it coming a mile away. Yeah, a lot of it is homework as well, though. Kerry have their homework done defensively this year. I'd say, you know, oh, they have. Easy, I suppose it's easy for us to say they drop back, but they're they're putting Mayo into pockets of the pitch that they want them to be, so they can set up their defensive system. They're bringing them down the sidelines, you know, letting them solo into mm. positions where, you know, Mayo will will look like they've got space, but they'll end up stuck in a rut. Of, yeah. You know, Thomas Sullivan, Ty Morley wrapping them up and. Like obviously, you know their their coaching is has has brought on their defense thirteen points. You know, regardless of who it's against, and Mayo are a top team, yeah. uh, is very very good. I think they'd be very happy with their defensive defensive play. And and Mayo didn't have a lot of easy shots. But just going back to the Mayo forward line, like Matty Ruan got a ball, you know, round his man, you know, chip it over the bar. <coughs> like Paul Ganey got one, and the minute he went round his man commentator is saying it's a score whereas you know Dean Rock got a free on the right hand side Killian O'Connor got a free on the right hand side missed mm. you know the, 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 to win these big games yeah. you need to have you that have that with ease and that's yeah. just forward play and if Ryan O'Donoghue comes back and Tommy Conroy may or a different team mm. because every ball that goes in sticks because that's the they're yeah, that's so good they put at it, it you know? 
it, well, look, who knows what's going to happen with Mayo? Is you know, is the management going to mm. stay on? Changes could happen, but look, they've they've had a poor season this year. Uh, you know, since the league final, it's all kind of gone a bit pear shaped. They've had injuries, and James Horn was on about you know the pitch and all that sort of stuff. So look, what was on with the pitch? Or to Mikhail Park. Well, they didn't have it for oh, a lot yeah. of the year, do you know, that kind of way. So. Look, Mayo will, will probably always be there, thereabouts, you know, like they're, they're yeah. a football mad yeah. county, you know, they, they, they had a good win. Um, yeah, there and thereabouts isn't stuff. good enough. It isn't good enough, I know that, that, you know. I think a new, a new change in management will take place over the winter, and I think if you get Conroy back, mm. um, or Donahue back, and a couple, like they did blood a lot of players in the they last did. 18 mm. months. But it was a the lot same of them got style of football. Finals. Same style of football, but it, they'll have to change that. The yeah. new manager will come in to change and Just that. back to Kerry, you mentioned the, the defence, Paddy Talley, and I suppose Jack has to take credit for bringing him in. And I think it's one goal conceded in 14 yeah. games this year. Yeah. They have been secure. Now, I still think they have a bit of work on with their kickouts. I thought the kickouts, yes, I always call it the lazy kickout, the little dink, 15 yards to the cornerback of the football. Got him in trouble a few times yesterday and maybe against a more ruthless team. Definitely against Dublin, yeah. he'll get punished. So they definitely have a lot to work on going into the semi-final. Um, that little uh, kick out from the goalkeeper, it's a dangerous kick. And, and I saw Gleeson did one there yesterday. It was a bit of a dribbly one yeah. to his corner back. And all of a sudden there was three arm yeah, lads yeah, bouncing yeah, around yeah. him. And he can't give it back to the goalkeeper, you know, because yeah. it'll be a free in. He doesn't want to so, give that kick either. Yeah, though, does, I, yeah, you know, 80% yeah. of Gleeson's yeah. kick yesterday were yeah. mm. 60, 70 yards, you know, that kind of way. So it's just not, mm. he's not that type of goalie. You but know? that will be fascinating the next day, the fact that, you know, Kerry seemed to be a lot more uh, better set up defensively from mm. a structural point of view and also personnel against this Dublin forward line who I know they, they didn't even create a goal chance at the weekend but we saw what they could do against Kildare mm. in that, those first 25 minutes. Yeah. But yeah. I think from Kerry's perspective um, I thought it was quite a sort of mature performance out of them that they never really panicked. You know, no. they always they were probably in third gear. There was probably another level that they could go to, no problem if they needed to. They were a bit rusty from that perspective, but they were still in general doing the right things. I know they ran into a couple of cul-de-sacs and stuff, which you absolutely can't do against Dublin running into tackles. But in general, I never felt uh, that they were in any real danger, in, in my view. And they saw out the game, you know, well by by chipping over points in the last ten or twenty yeah. minutes. Didn't go for goals or didn't didn't uh, panic or anything like yeah. that. So, and like I suppose just finish on the Kerry Mayo game. Just mentioned to Tom Sullivan, like the last couple of years, he's become Kerry's go-to marker. And before that, he was our go-to attacker. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, was Mark Killing, who look, is obviously trying to get back to full fitness and he had a long layoff and he's around a long time. But, geez, Tom went up the field in the first half, kicked one outside the boot. If Clifford yeah. done it, you'd be saying, geez, well done. This is your yeah. corner. This is your yeah, man yeah, marking yeah, corner yeah. back. Yeah. I think it was Eamon McGee actually had up on Twitter about... um. Uh, who could play anywhere in the field, what GA player can do it. Like, throw Tom Sullivan number 15 the next day, he'll do a job for you as well. Like, yeah. But um, no, he was excellent. Yes, he looked back to his old self there, energy levels were good. He mm. marked Killian O'Connor, I think he conceded one from play yeah. first half, whatever. So. And Kerry have a stronger bench this year they do, yeah. than yeah. the previous years, particularly They'll, if they got the, those if they get the injuries back. back yeah. Um, yeah. Like that, there's, there's a few injuries now. Every Everyone seems to be getting it um, mm. this year. But uh, look, they're on to the next game two weeks time so the game hopefully will bring them on because they did look rusty but look they did what they had to do it was professional performance and I suppose on the Saturday we had uh, Derry and Clare and um, probably going to start by saying <laughs> I'm not tweeting predictions anymore <laughs> someone needs to take your phone yeah, out yeah I don't know I got carried away myself I genuinely thought <laughs> two of you start laughing again <laughs> I was there was two division two teams yes Derry have been outstanding this year won a great Ulster Championship but I felt going into it them games are underdogs. Oh, the world's against us. Now they're red hot favourites. But then listen to Shane McGuigan's um, interview after the game. He was there. I thought a lot of the the press going into the game was negative about us. And I was there. What, what did anyone say? Negative mm. about him. And I think the question was raised is will their style to Crow Park? Yeah. But they have this way of going, ah, everyone's against us. So yeah. they obviously came in with that mindset. I thought they might get a bit lax, but it showed a great professionalism. They mm. came out and they were ruthless. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely not ever going against them. But <laughs> I was I was sold by quite a few, actually, you owe Derry an apology. I was there. <laughs> Wouldn't go that far. 
Um, a Derriere serious outfit, absolutely, and and they are a real live contender for the All Ireland. Absolutely, yeah. the way the things have yeah. fallen the last few weeks uh, with everyone, and, and maybe Dublin not quite firing, or maybe Kerry not quite firing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's absolutely an All Ireland there for Derry. Um, watching them there at the weekend. See Finian biting his. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> how do you mean? <laughs> watching them there at the weekend, like Dave, just the, the conditioning within the group is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see they're up relentless with their running and even I was watching the warm up on, on Saturday and you had a couple of players on one side of the pitch in Hill Six, on a Hogan stand and two over in the Cusick and Rory Gallagher in the middle and the two players were just bombing it for like flat out sprint for 80-90 yards giving a 1-2 with Rory and getting it back mm-hmm. and he did that for about 10 minutes and that was their game plan, you know, they have the defensive structure and when you win the ball back, there's a license for players to bomb up the pitch. Very, very similar to Donegal 2011-2012. Mm. Um, but they they are here to stay, absolutely. And, you know, just God, God, I need to be concerned about them in my view. Just on that, you know, you just said they're here to stay and then you compare them to Donegal. Is the style... Sustainable. Yeah, is it a tr- let's get in there for three or four years? Get out. Get Sorry, yeah, three or four years. Yeah. Maybe, yeah so yeah, no, it just yeah, yeah. when you mentioned then you mentioned Donegal because like it is such high energy. It, it is, is yeah. hard work, but yeah. like that Connor Glasser on the middle. Um, there he got two goals in quick succession. But Connor Glass, <laughs> one of them, and GC was outstanding yesterday. Oh yeah, they're, they're they're really really good players. But I suppose if you can get like we we've seen over the last ten years, we've seen a lot of teams try defensive setups mm. and you know, bring bodies back or whatever, but you need to get 30 lads to buy into this mm. for however long, you know, this intensity, the intensity of everyone gets back. So it's a, enlarging a basketball court. Everyone is back inside the 45. There's no room. Like they Claire, know had, role. Claire had no yeah. room to get a shot off and Galway won't have any room either. So we're going to yeah. need to bring something a, a bit different, you know, maybe a change in personnel, a bit more pace out around the D to win freeze or whatever it is. You know, we're ne- going to need to be on song from long range kicking and all that. Yeah. But like everyone back. And once they turn over the ball, someone gets on the ball, you know, Rogers or someone gets on the ball and saunters up the pitch and everyone else goes into the opposite part of the court mm. and sets up in there. So physically very, very demanding. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But if you get lads buy in, like these lads are absolutely psyched. I, yeah. They're so tunnel vision. I would say Rory Gallagher has them. Uh, the warm up is akin to what Donegal used to do in the, I remember watching the mm. 2012 uh, all Ireland warm up. It was just bombing, bombing, and and McGinnis stuck in the middle, and Rory, Rory, you know Gallagher stuck in the middle of it. Just real sight intensity, and I'd say nobody is getting in the way of their preparation. Yeah. There isn't a, a a blot of 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 you know family friends. Everything is out the window in, in Derry at the minute. Yeah, and that's Tunnel why, vision. Yeah. and that's why they're dangerous. That's mm. why like you get players to buy in for that long. Uh, you know they're definitely definitely capable of winning the All Ireland and, and Galway are going to have to be big time on and they've got that win in Crow Park as well just a little thing you know to have yeah. a knockout game All Ireland quarter final very good win and like you know I'm sure there was you know great atmosphere buzz on, on back in the dressing room on the bus heading home and like they're just d- dying to get back to Crow Park again in two weeks time yeah well like that I suppose like we said there McGuigan was saying people were questioning whether their style would suit Crow Park mm. players love Crow Park yeah. especially if you have legs yeah, it is. But like I suppose from a clear point of view, it was a disappointing performance. I expected more from him, to be honest. I don't know was it stage fright, maybe it was just the intensity out of Derry that they just weren't expecting. But it took him fifteen minutes to get a score on the board, and barred the last couple of minutes of the first half, it was just all Derry. Yeah, look on, on paper, it was, it was obviously two division two teams coming mm. against each other. But I just think the trajectory that that Derry had gone on over the last two three months, beating three division one teams in a very competitive Ulster Championship, and having that bounce that you get from winning a, your mm. first provincial title, you know, getting that first provincial medal under your belt, doesn't matter who you are, it still gives you a, an extra bit of sort of energy and oxygen for the rest of the championship and. You know, I think obviously Derry got the start that Clare needed. You know, they got those couple of early goals, and as soon as the second goal went in, it was it was pretty much game over. But Derry were, were, were relentless. You know, they've got five goals there at the weekend on Saturday. They got six goals uh, yeah. in the three Ulster Championship matches. That's eleven goals from a defensive team. It's 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 fair going. Yeah, yeah. and like is top oh, class as top well. Class. Well, like you've McGuigan, McKinless, and Glass. And they're consistently performing. You're mm. kind of going, oh, like we were on Galway earlier in the year, and you need Conroy, Comer, mm. and Shane Walsh. These three boys are doing it. And like, was it 1 7 from play, 1 8 in total yesterday from McGuigan? Yeah. 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 Do you yeah. know, it's fair going. Like, and he was playing a bit further out from goal as well the last day. 
But then you've got Rodgers coming from full back, like tearing up the pitch, yeah. you know, and... McCaig the odd time as well, yeah. Like they're all Doherty, able to play yeah. and it doesn't really matter. I think positions, yeah. you know, are gone out the window. When you've got bodies back, once you turn the ball over, I'd say whoever's at the top of that defensive shield just takes off and gets up mm-hmm. front and you've got one or two that you want up there, but they're happy enough whoever's up there, you know. Yeah, no, look, I, I genuinely thought how would they cope to be in the favourites mm-hmm. in a game and I thought, you know, with their game being so all-action out there, sometimes... It, you can let it sl- slacken off a small bit, but look, they obviously proved me well wrong. And um, we can order a very good team. But I thought, you know, in the original favourites, would they kind of take it down a year or two? But they didn't. So, like you said, um, Gallagher obviously has them well primed. Mm-hmm. They look like nothing else matters in the world, yeah. only getting on that pitch and performing. And it'll be interesting in two weeks' time against Galway if they don't get goals early. Yeah. How they react. Like, mm. They don't score a whole pile of points. They do get a lot of goals. If they're frustrated early, no, to be fair, the way Galway are defending, <laughs> they might concede a lot of goals. But if they don't score goals early, it'd be interesting to see how they react yeah. to that. Because even, again, you would have seen Rory Gatter's reaction when they got the first goal. Yeah. I mean, the whole team, management team, group, they really feed off those goals. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nearly worth more than three points for them because the momentum they come with it. But, like, you know, when a Northern team you know, gets on a run like this and momentum comes into Crow Park, we, we've all been on the yeah. receiving end of it. They have a chip on their shoulder and like they're absolutely taking no prisoners and no. they now probably believe that there's an All-Ireland there for, for the taking if they get things right. But certainly Galway will need to tidy up a lot. Like even the third goal that they conceded yesterday, yeah. I mean, that big, long, high ball. I counted about six Galway players in yeah. the shot within where that ball bounced and certainly three of them were arms length away from it and no one got a hand on that ball I mean you don't see that at inter-county level a big ball bouncing in your, in your yeah, penalty no. area yeah, 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 yeah. you know so someone just needs to take responsibility now Sean Kelly was off the pitch so that probably would have been his ball mm. so I think it's a big thing for Galway to get him um, his red card yeah, to yeah, make sure yeah. that he's I, or, or just get a day. fist to it or whatever yeah. it is because they'll need him against McGuigan um, the next day there's a lot, sorry, Barry. There's a lot of uh, ball players in that back line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, like Jack Lynn, they're all kind of ball players, so right, they kind yeah. of look to catch the ball at all mm. stages because mm. that's they're footballers. Yeah. Whereas you know, like they're not dogs. You know, you'd want someone just come yeah. and just get it out of the, yeah. that danger yeah. zone, even yeah. if it bounces outside to kick a point or whatever mm. it is. Mm. Just that's something they'll be working on, I'm sure. And look. We can, we can learn loads from yesterday. It wasn't perfect from Galway exactly. by any means. And obviously everyone's going to be hyping Derry up as well mm. because of their performance. So I think, you know, we can be quite confident going into the game. But There's you know, scope for improvement there for is, Galway. Definitely, definitely is. Yeah, and I suppose yeah. the other issue just on, on, on Derry that, you know, it comes with a warning as well because when Derry meets Derry, <laughs> we could be back to the, the, mm. the days of, you know, five, six, six, seven or whatever it is because like, if you, like and there is another Derry out there or there's another Derry coming and Galway have shown a defensive side before so I hope that we don't get two teams setting up inside the 45s <laughs> uh, because we're going to have to mirror them at some, at some, yeah. some because we don't... You when like, you're at a stage now, it's not about how good a game it is semi-finals, we'll get into the yeah, final. 100%. Do you know, there and... To be one. Yeah. I think both teams will sacrifice the bit of flair mm. to get to the final. Yeah. yeah. Because sure, they're not in the final. They lost a lot of classical Ireland semi finals. They didn't do as many years. as we did. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, the one, the main one we won was 8 6 against Donegal in 2011. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you do it. There was, there's a lot of talk about fisted points, and there was a good few the weekend. Are you for them or against them? You're. Which, um, I used to be a lot more for them and I was probably guilty of taking a few of them myself I probably have, I've moved on from that a little bit and said and, and in, I'm sort of in a top process now whereby if there's any bit of a goal chance just go for it yeah, yeah it really is yeah, now yeah. circumstances depend I mean if you're three points up heading into injury time maybe you should fist it over the bar to try and see out the win in case you go for a goal and it's saved mm. and the other team goes down the other end but in general my view would be yeah, go for the goal yeah, I'd be like that. No, unless you're coming in from an angle. Sometimes mm. some of the points you'd see fellas getting from an angle, they're brilliant punch points. But uh, yeah. I think if there's a goal on, it has to be go for a goal. I see some people maybe going mad about him, but and they'd be going mad about the fist passing and hand passing. But when hand passing is done right and yeah. slick and everyone's moving, it's brilliant. Well, look at Kieran Kilkenny. Like mm. he's turned it into an yeah. absolute art yeah. himself. Like it's always perfect. Like and these big 20, 30 yard. Like mm. Kieran Kilkenny handbasses a lot of ball into the full forward line. Yeah. I'd say the inside forward is low. It just comes at a perfect pace or whatever it is. This big fist. Um, mm. Galway's know. first goal on, on yesterday yeah. was two really good hand passes mm. on the Tierney to yeah. 
um, that ended up with Heaney putting it in the net. You yeah. know, th- that wasn't that wasn't straightforward. You know, it was two slick hand passes that created that goal. For them. I think the fist of point will come out of the game. I think mm. it's you know. It's something that will change. It's just what it's just there, and it's probably annoying people a bit. You hear people mm-hmm. on about it all the time. They're just trying to make the game more exciting. Yeah, they yeah, want to yeah. see goals. So I think it's something. It'll be like the fist of goal that was back in the eighties. Yeah. I think yeah. it's 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 probably time now to 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 move away from it. And you mentioned uh, Kieran Kilkenny. Probably a good time to go on to Dublin Cork. Another. That was a poor game. It was not a boring game, but Kieran Kilkenny was probably the standout for Dublin in terms of level of consistency. Again, got three from play. Yeah. Um, as much as any the rest of the Dublin forwards put together, I suppose. Um, but like that, it was like that an air of inevit- inevitability. Yeah. And I think it's 13 All-Ireland semi-finals in a row for Dublin, which yeah. is unbelievable, to be fair. That level of consistency is frightening. Yeah, absolutely. I think Mick Fitzsimons and, and probably James McCarthy are there since 2010. So um, getting to the latter uh, stages of the championship like that is, is a phenomenal mm. uh, level of... I suppose sustainable quality. Um, obviously, James wasn't there at the weekend, but I think uh, with Dublin, it was a little bit of sort of business as usual, mm. playing in second gear, as you said, around inevitability. I was at the game itself. It was it was a bit dead, to be honest, and, and a bit flat. Um, Cork did okay, um, similar enough to the Kerry game a few weeks ago and that they made it competitive. There was only three points in it at half time. Um, but once Dublin... You know, up the gears for 15 minutes. I think they got six or seven points in a row. Brian Fenton came into it at that point, kicked a couple of lovely points. Um, along with Kenny, probably Niall Scully was full of running and, and got on a lot of re- good ball. But um, I don't think Dublin probably learned a huge amount from it. What I would say is that from where I was sitting in the stand, the two Cork inside forwards, Hurley and Sherlock, they looked quite dangerous mm-hmm. and they might have had the beating of the Dublin defence, uh, the full back line in that area. And that's something that they maybe need to look at. I don't think they had that defensive cover in place for the as much of the game as they would have liked from with Johnny Cooper. Now things will obviously change a lot when you put James McCarthy and Conor Callahan back into the team. We're not too sure of the extent of the injuries. Um, hopefully it was something that wasn't too bad of an injury that they felt they'd get over the weekend which with a view to the Kerry game but uh, they will need them back. But they're probably in a similar position to, to Kerry. Mm. Two of them got through the provincial championships mm. very easily. Going to be undercooked going into a quarter final. Didn't really matter. Gave a bit of a rusty flat performance, but you know they're go- both teams are going to go into fifth gear for two weeks time. And can you imagine the the, the level of intensity that's going to be up in training from from oh, tonight or tomorrow night yeah. onwards? You know, and just the excitement getting to Crow Park for a Kerry Dublin game. It's just yeah. it's different. But Finian, would you be worried from a Dublin point of view? You take Conor Callan out and the fall. I know they kicked twenty one points. It sounds oh they didn't function properly, but I think eight or nine of them were from Dean Rock freeze yeah. and a mark. But you take him out. And it's like the rest of them just don't function as well, and it's a it's a good sign of a it's a sign of a great player. He actually makes everyone around him better, but they just they don't function the same mm. without him. I wouldn't be overly worried, Darren. To be honest, I think they they're so systematic. Mm. They you know they always end up like we look at we go back to Mayo and we look at the shot range and where mm. they take the shots from. Dublin will find themselves into the twenty one, you know, yeah. and most of their players can kick from there. So. Obviously, they have that focal point where they're kicking it in long and they need to win, you know, get the ball to stake. And Con is, there's no one better in the country than Con O'Callaghan at it. So um, I, I wouldn't be overly worried. They, they, you know, their system is so good. And when they get into the attacking third of the field, they're well able to create scores. Like Dean Rock could kick four or five and play the next day without doing much. You know, he yeah. could just end up on the last ball because the, everything is so pre-planned. When they get to a defensive shield, which Kerry will have and Ty Morley, their inside forwards will vacate the D. Um, they'll come out to the sidelines, come back out around and leave that space inside for Kilkenny and Scully to come into the middle. So, look, he's a huge loss. He's an absolutely, you know, class footballer. He's up there with the best in the country. But I still think, I, I give Dublin a right good chance in this one. I think there's a lot well they have a chance (laughs) (laughs) yeah one in a million like no but there's so much talk about Kerry there's so much talk about Kerry and I know Dublin's bench is a bit weaker this year Mm. you know the subs aren't coming on and shooting the lights out but look they just know their system so well I think Dublin's forward line they're still the best in the country in terms Mm. of decision making you know and on the ball because if you looked at the Mead game they turned down a lot of goal scoring Mm. opportunities in that game and decided to chip it over the bar and I think they scored like 18 points out of 19 shots Mm. like ridiculous levels the first half then the opposite happened against Kildare they obviously decided we're going to go for goals today mm. and they get five goals in the first 25 minutes mm. it was strange on Saturday because I don't think either goalkeeper Evan Comerford or 
um, Michael Marin uh, had any saves to make. But I think the con thing, he absolutely is essential. And to win the All-Ireland, they'll need him operating in the team and at a high level. But I think um, he wasn't overly missed at the weekend and that the team were comfortable enough knowing that we're going to win this game without needing goals. Mm. And they just got through it. They won't learn a huge amount from it. But, you know, all eyes obviously on Kerry. Yeah, I suppose from a Cork point of view, they did look they put up a brave fight. It was you know they I think they had thirteen wides, which is an awful lot. Look, I don't think anybody expected them to beat Dublin, but obviously the thirteen wides are not going to have much hope. But look, they have them, improved. It, oh, they have. It's yeah. it's it's positive from a Cork point. I know it was eleven point defeat, and mm. maybe a few of them wides, and it's a bit more respectable or whatever. Like, but I think they'll go away from the season. Look, they got to the last eight against all odds. They're back in Division Two next year. It's about kicking on, and yeah. they have found a couple of players there as well. So, yeah, it, like there was a lot of doom and gloom around that yeah. group three months ago, and you know it looked like at one point they were going to Division Three and mm. would be in the Talton Cup. But I think you know the fact that they've beaten a couple of teams who are going to be up in Division Two, um, Limerick and, and Loud in the Championship. They got five games under their belt this year and they're a lot more developed. It was a messy year for them. You had, had the whole Porky Rin thing. Yeah. You obviously had to change a manager as well only a few weeks ago. But, I mean, Powder w- was brilliant there on Saturday. He was excellent, you know, a very good player. And they do... They, keep him injury-free. Yeah, keep him injury-free. And, you know, I think that when they go back training whether it's strength and conditioning work in October or on the pitch maybe in November, there'll be a lot more of a renewed sort of optimism for them heading mm. into the, the National League in 2023. Um, and they'll be obviously looking to, to, to push it well on that next year because you have Dublin in it, you have Mead in it, you have Derry in it, yeah. um, Kildare in it. It's a lot of good doesn't teams. Get you know, doesn't get any easier. It doesn't get any easier. It's very yeah. strong next yeah. year. But their targets aren't as high. You know, no. It shouldn't be... Bit of progress, you know. Yeah. Bit of progress. They might mm. be in Division Two. They mightn't win it, but mm. you know the targets have to stay within the plan. Now, yeah. you know, it's Realistic. not a case of jumping ahead saying, "Look no. at Derry." And I know mm. everyone's saying, "Geez, look at Derry," but you know, it's very hard to do what Derry are doing. Do you know what I mean? They're only it's building Derry up now with your staff. <laughs> yeah, like look so at Derry. Uh, <laughs> Finally, <laughs> it brings it on nicely to a bit of a predictions for two weeks' time. I actually, it's Galway, Derry, Kerry, Dublin. So was. What if you look at me? If you don't know what I'm going to ask you, I, I'm going to go to Dublin Derry final, repeat of '93, uh, um, or not '93? That was '93 semi final. Um, I just think with Derry, the momentum's there. Um, I think the game at the weekend was fortunate for them because mm. they were operated at such a high level in Ulster for three games. They could come down a notch or two, and then obviously, <laughs> ideally from their perspective, try and peak again in, in two weeks' time. Um, against Galway I think it will be tight and obviously in the, there was the, the league game there a few weeks ago with that was it Galway got four goals yeah, on them yeah, in, yeah, in the first yeah, half up in yeah. Derry um, it'll be interesting because Rory Gallagher and Pork Joyce know each other very well yeah. they've worked together and, and played against each other for a number of years um, but I just think that Derry's running ability and that relentless sort of drive that they have at the moment will get them over the line against Galway um, with Dublin <laughs> Um, I think it's going to be very, very tight. The one thing I'd say with with Kerry that I'm not fully, fully convinced is they definitely have a better defensive system in place, but I'm not sure that they have six out-and-out defenders there Mm. who'd love to defend or are happy to be dogs of a defender, the likes of a Mick Fitzsimons or Mm. a John Small or whoever. And Dublin, even though they've had so many retirements the last couple of years, they still have seven or eight brilliant forwards there who all can do damage. Mm -hmm. So you you limit Kieran Kenny a little bit or you limit Coslow a little bit. There's still plenty of lads there. But I think Derry by a couple of points and maybe... Dublin by a couple of points at the moment is, is, is my view but it's going to be very tight it'll be a great weekend great weekend <laughs> myself and Finian both in new daggers <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah go on yeah. Finian I don't know I think I, 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 I think Dublin have a, a really good chance No, like look it's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, you, 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 look I suppose there's, there isn't much rhyme nor reason to this it's just that History. Dublin are Dublin are, are going to be underdogs in this game they will be mm. like unusual uh, unusual for, mm. for Dublin and that's not a that's a dangerous place for, for anyone who's playing against them because they'll go in with no fear you know like will they try and do something like Dublin Kerry games are funny something always comes from left field like will they put Kilkenny back into full forward mm. maybe for you know maybe mm. test the long ball because you know he can, he can obviously play in there he was there for a full year a couple of years back absolutely brilliant so I think Dublin they know Crow Park, they know the system. I think they'll figure it out and I think they'll bring this relentless pressure because they're still sore after last year getting caught and yeah. it doesn't matter who they're playing. 
I do think that uh, Dublin will win by a couple of points. It's yeah. a big match for um, Desi Farrell. You know, three yeah, years into his campaign, won yeah. the All Ireland the first year, beating Mayo, lost last year to Mayo. Now playing Kerry, you know, it's 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 a big You're game. You're giving your man a note there to distract him from calling <laughs> the Derry. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just give him a few more seconds. <laughs> no, look, you know, so 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 Dublin, you know. Like it's going to be tight. The yeah. both games are going to be tight. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Galway. I'm going to stick with Galway because I just think, you know, when it came to, we'll go back 10 years to Donegal, you know, the first year they had to figure it out and to keep that pressure, mm. they had to go into another year of training or they whatever to really get over bit, the line. Yeah. They had to evolve a little mm. bit. Now Derry are more, are further ahead than Donegal were in 2011, mm. I would think, yeah. in their attacking play. Um, and they're very good players. I, I just think again, you know, Galway will be underdogs going in as well. And look, Shane didn't play well the last day. Paul didn't play well the last mm. day. Got over the line. You know, there's more Gave in Damien. Soft, three soft goals as well. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So yeah. we've loads to tidy up on. Yeah. I think we'll be back into double sweeper territory again. Yeah. You know, it mightn't be the best of games. It'll probably be a dire affair. Uh, if I'm honest, I think both teams are going to be sucking each other in and 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 playing on the counter. But. Um, Going to give our lads a, like that. Yesterday was huge for our boys mm, mm. to win a tight game in Cobra was probably the biggest win. We beat Kerry in a kind of a, a, a dire enough game, but we got bet in the Super 8s, then hammered yeah. by in Pier Stadium by Monin before we played Dublin in the semi final yeah. in 18. So we went into that semi final on a bit of a downer. Yeah. Whereas yesterday, just the way it happened, mm. it's it's monumental for Galway because we're in bonus territory as well because we, we're not in semi finals every year. So I think it's good for the GA having Galway in the latter stages of the championship as well. Because when you look at Mead and Kildare yeah. and Cork, three traditional counties mm. that aren't competing for All-Ireland and haven't been for a number, a number of years. I think the GA needs the likes of Galway in, in the All-Ireland yes, football series going well. Derry right. obviously been back in Crow Park, mm. Armagh, with the yeah. colour they had brought and the freshness. Yeah, it was. It was mm. like being there yesterday was unbelievable, to be fair. I know yeah. the second game was boring, whatever, yeah, yeah. but being there for the first game and the, being a neutral able to actually watch it and enjoy it, yeah. it was amazing. Like, And we need, look, Galway need this because yeah. there's a lot not right in Galway yeah. with regards to coaching and facilities and everything. It's it's quite poor, like to be honest, and to get that drive and get that interest and get money in and all that sort of stuff and get kids playing. We've got, we're in the minor final as well. I don't know how that's happened. We, like we've lost twice to Mayo and Leitrim uh, this year and we're in the minor final now against against Mayo again you know so it's 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 positive yeah. after the league final you would have thought gee, you would never have backed us to be in a semi-final mm. and our minors to actually be in the final as well so we need to be where we are but we need to build on it yeah, you know next game. year but we're in bonus territory and if we win it'll be absolutely huge mm. to be fair they are hard, two hard games to call and like in terms of uh Kerry and Dublin like I think Kerry have set up defensively well and depending on how Jack Barry and Adrian Splann are it's hard to call the mm. Kerry midfield and attack yeah. and take the midfield out of it I still don't think Kerry know their best six forwards yeah. and that's a worry going into this game yeah. um, but look unfortunately that's all we have time for today <laughs> I keep my predictions to myself for another while yeah. but uh, big thanks to Barry and Finian for joining me here today and we'll be back next week to preview the semi-finals where I might give a prediction and the Talitian Cup final You're listening to the GAA Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe The final whistle is all over Jim Gowan Jason Sherlock embrace Dublin are the history makers Today Sean Kavanagh who is a brilliant footballer but I'll tell you what you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man O'Sullivan oh that was absolutely brilliant what about that for skill from Darren O'Sullivan Give him a call it's high it's over Will he ever get a more vital one than that? The transition talk, I think Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? 